This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Happy day, kicking lifers. How are you today? Hopefully you're doing fantastic. Kicking life guru, Master Rich Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting podcast. Hopefully you're having a great day thus far. As a reminder on the podcast, if you're a new subscriber, make sure you go back through and listen to some of the other ones. We're in the neighborhood, I think 41, this might be number 41, is uh, 42, producer John tells me. There we go. Wow. So there's quite a bit of content out there, quite a, good, quite a bit of inspiration, motivation, and those right hooks of reality to keep you moving forward. So hopefully you're having a wonderful day. So kind of touch up on uh, what happened last week. Last week was my wife's birthday. My beautiful wife, Desi. Happy birthday, sweetheart. I love you. That was last week. And I'll tell you what, we had a dynamite day. We had an opportunity for the whole family to spend some time together, which sometimes becomes a little bit difficult, but we've been working extremely hard to rearrange the schedule a little bit and free that time up. And um, it, it just we got two teenagers in a house, a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, and an 8-year-old. Well, he's not a teenager, but he thinks he is. Anyway, sometimes it's tough to get everybody together, get everybody's schedules coordinated, and uh, move forward. But we were able to do it on Friday, so that was awesome sauce. And what we did, we actually went to um, – oh, I'll interrupt here. Episode John, just let me know. Episode 44. Woo! 44. And oh, there, there's the applause. John's giving me the applause. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Actually, I'll be here today and then gone for another week. Anyway, moving on. The uh, there, there it is. John threw a squirrel on the board there, and now I'm gone. <laughs> now I started talking about Desi's birthday and getting the kiddos all together. Those out there with kids, you can relate. You know how difficult that can be. But we made it happen, and it just so happened that Friday, that her birthday, was uh, half a day at school for the kiddos. So we went out and went and had some lunch and had, happened to run into, I don't know, goodness gracious, probably 20 different high school ki- or middle school kids. At uh, We went to uh, a little pizzeria, pizza restaurant there. And I had the day before, Thursday, I'd given a speech to nearly 800 middle school kids on planting seeds, planting, uh, and that's a big part of the podcast today, what seeds you plant. You know, what you har- or what you cultivate, what you nurture is what you're going to harvest. Kind of like, you know, what you reap, you're going to sow. And the seeds is all about if you plant strawberries, man, you hope to get some strawberries, but you got to nurture them. And if, but if you plant onions, there's no way you're going to get strawberries. Talking about, you know, the positivity. You plant negative thoughts and seeds in your mind, you're not going to get positive thoughts out of negative ones. You got to plant the positive seeds. Well, anyway, I we go in there and I see these teenagers go up and say, hey, guys, give them high fives. And nearly every one of them came up to me almost like a, a shotgun blast, if you will. And they said, hey, guess what we're doing? I'm like, uh, enjoying your half a day? And they said, no. 
we're planting positive seeds. We're planting strawberries. I'm like, whoa, yes. The right hook reality. They got it. I was pretty excited about that. So anyway, yeah. I mean, anytime like sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, you know, that's that 12, 13, 14-year-old age range. And, well, that's usually a tough nut to crack. But I was pretty happy with that. That made me feel really good. Anyway, after that, we went over for my wife's birthday there. Family got, like I said, together. We went to Grant's Farm. It's a place here in St. Louis, Missouri that, um, wow, it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. It's not like the zoo. The zoo has the zoo animals, kind of the, you know, lions and tigers and bears, oh, my. Grant's Farm has your, um, what do they have there? They've got your gazelle. They've got your, uh, they got some, uh, what do they have? Like farm animals. That's it. Goodness gracious. But uh, it was a good time. And we actually went early and then we went back for the, the night thing. They had a little Halloween set up and the event. And the kids really enjoyed it. It was great. And then after that, we went to um, the old spaghetti factory, which is in downtown St. Louis. It's one of my wife's favorite restaurants. We had dinner there. And it was such a beautiful night. We took a carriage ride through the city. And that was the first time the kiddos had ever been on a carriage ride. And it was pretty spectacular. So it was a great, great day. And uh, why am I sharing that with you? Well, because if you've got a wife, and or even if you don't, maybe a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case may be, and their birthday's coming up, there are some ideas for you to make it happen, make it memorable. And as we know, the clock keeps a ticking, as I'm looking at the clock right now. <laughs> the clock keeps a ticking. And, uh, you know, it's already been a week, and that's been, uh, you know, it'll be a distant memory before long, but at least it's a memory. It's something special, something that happened. So take that time, take that opportunity, do those little bitty things. And, man, I, and I was just, I'm probably like you there. I thought, gosh darn it, yeah, I want to do this, and we'll do a couple things, but I've really got a ton of work to do. I just put all the work to the side and said, the heck with it. And guess what? The work was still waiting for me when I got back. It never seems to leave, and no one ever seems to do it. I don't know why that is. Probably because I don't let them. <laughs> anyway, I need to get better at that delegation thing. I've gotten good. Better, I should say. Maybe not good, but I've gotten better about that. Anyway, you get what I'm saying here. Make sure you take the opportunity, seize the opportunity, seize the moment, if you will, and create memories because those are the things that last. And, uh, you know, even today or last night we were looking at some pictures, and it, like it's only a week ago. But it's like, holy cow. Oh, yeah, that was a fun time. I forgot about this. So it take, take as many pictures as you can. Of course, with your phone nowadays, you can have thousands upon thousands of pictures on there. And those memories are there forever because we get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life. And before we know it, you know, an hour turns into two, turns into a day, turns into a week, turns into a month, turns into a year. And holy cow. But those pictures are those memories that always be there. So there you go. That's what we did uh, on Desi's birthday. So hopefully that gives you some ideas, some tips to maybe do when uh, you know, your spouse, your significant, easy for me to say, other's birthday, or just, you know, random, out of the blue, poof, just do it. All right. So today, our Daily Lion quote is, and you know our friends there at the Daily Lion, hashtag become the lion, always a huge shout out for these guys and their incredible book. The Daily Lion, 400 uh, Meditations on Success Mindset and the Art of Being a Lion. There it is. Today's is be the somebody nobody thought you could be. Be the somebody that nobody thought you could be. And what does that mean? Well, it's pretty simple. We're all born with a gift. You hear me talk about this just almost every single show. I think I do every single show. And I say this countless times throughout the day, like every day. We're one in 7.6 billion people in this world, but we're the only one of us. We are one and only. We're the original. 
You know, the mold was broke after we were made, so to speak, and no one else will ever be like us. So we've got a gift. We've got a purpose. We've got something to offer the world, something nobody else has to offer. The problem is most people tend to try and fit in where they really don't, I don't say they don't belong, but they try and cram themselves in that proverbial round hole to be like everybody else, and they don't express themselves. They don't share the gift and the, the gift that they have for the world. And then they start uh, listening to self-doubters, people that tell you you can't do it because you're not smart enough. You can't do it because you're not good enough. You can't do it because you're not good-looking enough. You can't do it because it costs too much money. You can't do it because you got to work too hard at it. All the can't-dos and not, not, not. So the message today from the Daily Lion is be the somebody that nobody thought you could be. Bang! How's that for a right hook of reality? Right out of the gate there. And that kind of ties into uh, yesterday. Another fantastic day. I went up to uh, Goshen Elementary School, so a shout-out to Mrs. Mary Miller, which is the principal there, and the staff at Goshen Elementary, and the wonderful, wonderful 500-plus kids that are at Goshen Elementary. It's K through 2. Uh, that means kindergarten through second grade. And, wow, what what three rock star assemblies. And, really, it was it was a, it's a great school. I actually taught at that school years ago when I was a, a PE teacher in the Edwardsville School District. And it was a lot of fun engaging with the kiddos. And the message, it's kind of the same message that and – and the universal message, I guess, is the same. <clears throat> but I kind of changed things up a little bit. But this one will go on around, and I mentioned it before, is the I believe in me speech. So it's I believe in me. I can do anything. I'm awesome. And it's uh, it all starts with that self-confidence. And it's kind of my bully awareness message that uh, this month right now, October, is bully awareness month. So we're delivering these – uh, speeches, my gosh, I was kind of doing a head count today. I've been to eight different schools, on average three to four assemblies per school. So what is that? We'll just say eight times four. Is that 32? Is my math right? I used to be able to add, but I'm not sure what happened. I guess that's multiply. Anyway, you get what I'm saying there. And on average, close to five, 600 kids a school. So, you know, we're talking in the neighborhood of goodness gracious. And then the middle school was 800 last week. So closing in on about 3,000 kids and just this month alone, which I'm extremely excited, extremely honored to be at these schools and delivering these messages to inspire these kids to plant the seeds, if you will, to plant the seeds of success, to plant the seeds for a positive mindset, and plant the seeds for a better future is essentially what we're doing. And I know the old cliche and that song, you know, the children are our future. They are. They are. I know that was kind of, I mean, I don't say it was a corny song, but I mean, you know, being a macho guy, but it's the truth. The children are our future, and right now uh, our children are in some serious need of some serious guidance, and that's kind of the message we deliver all the time at the academy, and when I get out in the schools and give my speeches and seminars and assemblies, all about that number one, you got to believe in yourself, and that kind of ties into the Daily Lion post today, be the somebody that nobody thought you could be, you've got a gift, and with the kids here, I'm trying to plant those seeds of positivity, plant those seeds of success to help them believe in themselves and know they have a gift. And it all starts, uh, well, like I said, to believe in yourself, but that's self-confidence and self-respect. Now, of course, I gauge the message depending on the audience. You know, K through 2, I really water things down and get on their level and talk to them. Uh, 4, 5, and 6, which I've got another assem- or three assemblies today, this afternoon at Warden Elementary, which I'm excited about. And that's 3rd, 4th, or, I'm sorry, yeah, 3rd, 4th, and 5th grade. And then uh, the middle school, 6th, 7th, and 8th. And then, of course, high schools, ninth through 12th. So the message pretty much universally the same, but the the way I communicate the messages, the, the words I use, and how I relate to the audience, obviously that has to change. And you've heard me talk about that before too. 
it, it doesn't matter what I know or what I think I may know. <laughs> it's how I convey that message to my intended audience. And I've heard people say a, a lot, and you know, I've been guilty of saying this in the past too. Well, they, they, they just don't, uh, uh, and I'm trying to find the words right. Uh, they just don't get what I'm trying to say here. They just don't understand. What's wrong with them? Well, it's not what's wrong with them. It's what's wrong with me. I'm not delivering a message or the message in a way, in a manner, in a tone. I'm not making that connection with them for them to understand my message. And that was a thing uh, when I taught, I'd hear it a lot in the teacher's lounge. And it's always, oh my gosh, so many fabulous teachers. But just like any profession, you've always got a couple that, maybe this isn't the right profession for you. But uh, all the time, the kids, they they just don't get it. They just don't get it. Well, no, they don't get what you're teaching. And, uh, but like I said, I catch myself saying that very same thing. And now I look back, I just want to pop myself in the past, but, uh, I said, come on, man, you're better than that. But I guess that's the learning experience, right? If you grow from it, you learn from it. It wasn't a failure. It wasn't a a mess up. It wasn't an error. It was just an opportunity to get better, but you got to be open-minded enough to do that. And I'm grateful and thankful that, um, you know, as I move forward, I look back on those past things. I open up more and talk about those more. We're used to being a little embarrassed, like, oh, I I can't be, I got to be perfect here. Well, nobody's perfect. So that was wrong. That was kind of the ego talking. Got that thing checked. Anyway, back around. You know how I get here. The message uh, with school yesterday and the the school today, all about planting the right seeds, like I said, positivity and success. And with the kiddos there, I try and paint a picture for them about uh, we're going to, uh, have a garden. We're going to work together and we're going to create this garden. It's going to be a strawberry garden. And in this strawberry garden, you know, we're going to plant the best, uh, we're going to have the best strawberries we can. So, of course, we got to get the best strawberry seeds. And I kind of go along and then visualize in their mind that we're going to have these strawberries. And what do we need? We need to, you know, cultivate the land there. We need to dig it up and we need to put the strawberry seeds in and add the water and then cover it back up, build a fence around there. So, the rabbits and other animals don't get, get into our strawberry patch. We get ready, all the things, and then I build it up about like who likes sugar on their strawberries, who likes whipped cream on their strawberries, and kids go, yeah, they're going all nuts, which is awesome. I'm getting excited for strawberries. And then they have them go out, and I said, okay, you're going out the next morning. The next morning is almost going to be like Christmas morning. You're so excited to go pick your strawberries. But instead of Christmas morning, it's strawberry morning. Yeah. You're going to go out there and pick those strawberries. You get out there, all the hard work, all the effort. You've got your whipped cream ready. You are excited to have these beautiful, succulent, luscious strawberries. And you notice some knucklehead has thrown trash on your strawberries. And the kid's like, oh. And I said, you know, I'm talking the grossest trash there is. I'm talking, you know, old banana peels, old dirty, stinky, rotten food that's been in the refrigerator for a while, all the trash that was on the floor snotty Kleenexes, and the kids go, ah. <laughs> it, it's, it's wonderful to see if you can kind of picture that and visualize that in your mind. And then I go into what, that, what I mean by that. I said, well, as beautiful as those strawberries are, your mind and your heart is far, 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 far more beautiful than even the most beautiful, succulent, luscious strawberry. So if you would be upset about somebody throwing trash on your strawberries, then don't let somebody throw trash on your beautiful mind and your beautiful heart by calling you names, by disrespecting you, by being rude and being mean. Because how, how does that make you feel? How does it make you feel somebody threw trash on your strawberries? Terrible. Well, obviously when somebody throws ugly words, they spit venom out at you. How does that make you feel? And, of course, kids say terrible. I said, well, here's the kicker. Would you ever throw trash on somebody else's beautiful strawberries? And the kids go, no. I said, well, here's the deal. I know I have. 
and I'm sure some of you have too, when we say mean and ugly words to our friends, we're essentially throwing trash on their strawberries because we're throwing trash on something more beautiful, which is their mind and their heart. And it's a big right hook reality. And the kids and the teachers, everybody's like, oh, man. <laughs> Almost like they didn't see where that was going. They were so hung up on uh, the strawberries, which made me feel pretty good, like I painted a pretty good picture about the strawberries. But that's the message trying to get across. And then planting those seeds of positivity, saying, okay, now we have a choice. And I have the kids say, words are powerful. Words are powerful. And say, I have a choice. I have a choice. I have a choice to be a superhero. Yay. And they're getting all excited. And that's the same for all of us, too. Everything we say has immense power, power well beyond words. Well, words, yeah, there you go. <laughs> words have power well beyond words. I don't know if that's a play on words or not. Anyway, but sometimes we, we get caught up in the old uh, and the, the thing that I don't, I don't like, and I have the kids say it too, is the old sticks and stones. You know, say it with me here. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I have the kids say it, and then I said, okay, I want you to say this now. That is a bunch of garbage. That is not true. I don't know who came up with that, but I'm wiping the slate. That is not true because words do have power. And here's the thing about sticks and stones. You know, and I give an example of you ran on the parking lot and you tripped and skinned your knee across the parking lot. doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if it's me, you, or Johnny, or you know, Jim, or Sally, Desi, whoever. It doesn't matter who it is. You skin your knee on the parking lot, chances are it's going to open up, it's going to bleed, and it's going to hurt. We all have feelings. We all have emotions. Well, guess what? That scar will eventually heal, and probably in short order. However, a scar on the mind, a scar on the heart from a horrible, painful, ugly word, that's there for a long, long time, if not forever. So anyway, try and paint that picture with the kiddos just so they can see. And then once again, planting those seeds. And it was kind of instead of saying don't, 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 which is you know what kids hear all the time. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And obviously, they hear don't so darn much, they don't listen, <laughs> right? Because you keep saying don't, don't, don't. So I tried to change things up a little bit. Instead of all the don't, don't, don'ts, add the do, do, do's, you know? A do, 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 a da, da, da. Who was, who was thinking that when I said that? Raise your hand. I'm looking for you. All right. Getting goofy again. Anyway, saying the do's on what to do, what to do. Plant the positive seeds. Uh, plant positivity. You know, <laughs> um, Plant the garden that you want. And it's kind of, it's Jim Rome talks about this all the time. And it's kind of where I got the idea from. And then I happen to listen to one of the mentors I'm working with right now, Chris Widener. And if, if you haven't checked this guy out, Chris Widener, check him out. He's got, uh, I think, over a dozen books now. And I think I've read just about every one of them. I read one just two days ago. And it was an auto, audio book, actually, when I was working out. And it was You Reap What You Sow. And, of course, you know, there's tons of books that say that. But he started talking about almost the same message. And I'm like, holy cow, he used oranges and uh, apples. And his analogy was, if you plant apples or apple seeds, you can't expect to get an orange tree. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And we all realize that. You know, if you plant uh, orange seeds, you plan to get an orange tree, right? You plant an apple seeds, you plan to get an apple tree. It just makes sense. However... We, every day, we plant negativity in our mind, and we expect to live a positive life. There's no way that's going to happen. Anyway, he, he worked with Jim Rome for the longest time, which is kind of what uh, I'm a huge Jim Rome fan. And five years ago, I didn't know who the heck Jim Rome was. But, uh, and it's not Jim Rome, the sports broadcaster. It's Jim Rohn, with the, kind of the pioneer of motivational speakers. But 
I listened to something by Jim yesterday, and it was something I'd heard countless times. But you know how it is. Sometimes you hear something, and maybe you're not ready for it. Maybe you're not, I don't know, it's not the right time in your life. Maybe you're not mature in your understanding. Whatever it is, it just kind of there, but it really doesn't resonate. Well, I guess because they read the book from Chris Widener, You Reap What You Sow, been giving these speeches on the strawberries and planting seeds. It really kind of, bang, connected with me yesterday. And it's a story about, obviously, if you don't cultivate, if you don't reap, I'm sorry, if you don't sow, <laughs> there's nothing to reap. Now, we all agree with that. If you don't put something in the ground, say a farmer, if the farmer chooses not to put his crops down, he can't expect in the fall to go out there and magically, there's crops. You've got to do something on the front end there. And he goes into a good message about just because you plant the seeds doesn't mean you're always going to get the harvest. Doesn't mean you're always going to reap what you sow. Now, the example he gives, which I think is absolutely excellent, so the farmer plants his seeds, he tends to them, he cultivates the crop, he's you know sowing Every day he's out there watering. He's making sure the weeds are out of it. So he's doing everything he can. So in the fall, he's going to have the best crop. He's you know going to um, reap all the hard work of everything he's sown into it. Days before he goes to harvest the crop, a hailstorm comes and beats all his plants, beats all his crops in the ground. It's lost. Everything is lost. So now the farmer has a choice. Does he say, well, you know, for 10 straight years, I got a bountiful harvest here. I got great crops. Uh, you know, if, if you think about it, 10 years in a row, all was good. This one year, yeah, this is terrible. This is going to hurt financially. And I, I'm frustrated because I put all this work and effort into it. But sometimes sometimes things happen. Here's the turning point. Does the farmer say, you know what? I knew it was going to happen. It's happened finally. I'm done. I'm out of this. And give up? Or does he say, well, I had 10 good years. Chances are this was going to happen. I'm going to plant the crops again. I'm going to work hard again and go with the percentages, go with the odds that next fall I'm going to have the, the harvest that I want. Now, of course, there's no guarantee, absolutely no guarantee. It could be the same scenario. could get it with a hailstorm or maybe a flood, whatever, and his crops could all be washed away. And what my point is, every day we have an opportunity to start planting crops Start planting seeds for the future. It doesn't always mean those seeds are going to manifest into the, the harvest that we want. It doesn't mean it's always going to turn out the way we want. But we've got to keep moving forward. And here's the guarantee. when you I, I, Well, I'll guarantee you not every time you plant something in the ground or plant something in your mind positive that it's going to turn into something great. But the guarantee is if you don't plant anything, you're definitely not getting anything in return. So if the farmer chooses not to plant anything, then there's no way he's going to come back in the fall and miraculously something's going to appear. He chooses to plant the things. The law of averages is in his favor. The next year, he maybe have you know triple the harvest that he's had in the past. There's no guarantees of that, but there is one guarantee. If he doesn't plant those crops, he's getting nothing in return. And the one guarantee is if you don't plant the seeds for the future, if you don't plant positive thoughts in your head, you're not going to have a positive outcome. You're not going to have success in the future. That's it. And, of course, if you plant negativity in there, I guess you're going to have something. You're going to have a lot more negativity. You're going to have a lot more things to complain about. You're going to have a lot more things to, oh, ain't it awful about. Yeah, don't join the ain't it awful club. Join the success club. And here's the thing about the success club. There's no straight line to success. It is a 
curvy, turny, backwards, sideways, knocked down, upside down, spun around, and then maybe you poke your head up to success. And along with that, <laughs> you've got kind of like the quote today, be the somebody that nobody thought you could be. you got people pulling you down, telling you why you're doing this, why don't you quit, why don't you give up. And after my second bankruptcy, my, my family is like, Richie, <laughs> when, when are you going to learn? When are you going to say enough is enough? When are you going to stop doing this and just be content? When are you going to uh, wake up? Yeah, that was the big thing. Richie's head's in the clouds all the time. When are you going to wake up and realize that some people are made for success and other people aren't? Well, Richie kept going. And then <laughs> we finally paid off the second bankruptcy in 2012. So what do I do? I quit my teaching job <laughs> to, to go full-time with the business. Now, the business was always kind of full-time as far as hours, but it wasn't really full, full-time in regards to 100% only. Uh, that was the only obligation I had. So, yeah, get the bankruptcy paid off in 2012. And then I I quit my teaching job and uh, parents and family are like, what is wrong with you? I mean, they, they thought I completely, well, they knew I didn't have much of mine to begin with, but that was, uh, wow. But anyway, long story short, I battled through that. I kept going. I realized that a gift, a passion. And then, and just about every day, even, you know, now and then it pops up again. Some of those negative thoughts, some of those weeds, if you will, pop up in my positive garden there. Why am I doing this? Gosh, dang it working, you know, in excess of 80 to 100 hours a week every single week. It's crazy. I needed but here's the thing. I'm constantly trying to work to become better. I'm surrounding myself with better people. I'm planting better seeds. I'm learning how to cultivate those seeds in a better manner. Yeah, I'm learning how to take care of them in a better manner. And it all starts with and another thing back to Jim Rome, self-education. Self-education. And you've heard me talk before. I've read close to 100, well, it's over now. Over 100 books in the last 5 years thousands upon thousands of hours of audiobooks, uh, positive podcast, YouTube channel. My goodness, I listen to all kinds of motivational, positive things. That's how I start almost every single day is something inspirational on YouTube because I need a kick in the butt. I need a right hook of reality. And that's uh, I choose to do that because I know I'm out in the community, out in society, trying to uh, inspire and motivate and empower others. Well, I've got to be inspired and motivated and empowered myself because uh, if I'm not, Boy, what kind of message am I going to deliver? So it all, you can kind of see how it all ties in together about what you plant, what you um, reap, you're going to sow. That's it. That's it. And when I used to hear that as a kid or even a teenager, an adult, uh, and I believe that with karma too. If you're a good person, you're constantly putting good vibes out in the universe. You're putting it out there. You're constantly doing everything you can to help out others. You're constantly doing everything you can to become a better person, to help others become better at whatever they're doing. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. If you're doing those things, if you're throwing that out, you're doing good deeds, man, it's going to come back tenfold. But here's the thing. Everybody wants it in our instantaneous, instant gratification world. I'm going to snap here, right? Yep. Snap. Now. They want it now. And I'm like it too. You know, I'd like to have something now. But I also understand that, you know, when you plant seeds, tomorrow you're not going to go out there and have it now. It's going to take a while. And it's no guarantee. But the guarantee is if you don't plant anything, you're not going to get anything in return. And if you plant negativity, that's what you're going to get in return is negativity. So it's so powerful. And the message I uh, deliver to the kiddos all the time, and here I've been talking more and more to adults and teenagers, and that's my right hook of reality. What you plant, what you uh, sow, reap, uh, sow, gosh dang, I, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. 
What you sow is what you're going to reap in return. So plant the right seeds, do the right thing, believe in yourself, and know it's a journey. Know it's a battle. But back to the success, which is up, down, sideways, down, this and that, and my, everybody kind of telling me to stop doing what I'm doing, to keep fighting. Yeah, when I was going through that, I was, uh, why is this happening? But I just kept getting myself back up, and that's kind of the whole essence of the Kicking Life podcast. Nothing hits harder in life, right? You hear me talk about the Rocky speech all the time. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. So the li- life is going to knock you down. Know that. But know it. Going in, you're going to get right back up each and every time. You know what's the old saying? You get knocked down nine times, you get up ten. Easier said than done, just like anything else. But you have a choice. In our Black Belt Principles at the Academy, I know I'm jumping around a little bit here. Number one is humility. And the reason for that, these are all personal to, to me and my experience with the martial arts closing in on 40 years in martial arts now and um wow think about that for a minute Woo! <laughs> that's a lifetime yes it is but anyway the number one is humility and the biggest reason for that i know myself personally i wasn't always as humble as i should have been could have been and uh, um i i don't say i wanted to be more humble it was a choice i didn't realize i know that sounds crazy i didn't realize it was such a choice i just thought uh, this is how it goes But once I started surrounding myself with different mentors, started reading more, opening my mind, which to me is what humility is. Humility is realizing you don't know what you don't know. And the only way to know and learn what you don't know is to surround yourself with people that know what you don't know. Did you keep up with that one? Should I say it again? I'm going to try and say it. Yeah, I can say it again. (laughs) Humility, all about realizing, you know, you don't know what you don't know, but surrounding yourself with people that know what you don't know, to learn what you don't know. There you go. Bang. I may have changed it around a little bit, but you get the general message. Anyway, humility is number one. Of course, humility and my uh, book that I'm writing, it's humility versus ego. That's number one chapter right there. Because when your ego is too high, which is usually, uh, well, not usually uh, self-inflated, it's usually because you're covering up for low self-esteem, low self-confidence, not a lot of belief in yourself, so you inflate that ego. So when my ego was up there, I was broke in every imaginable way. And some of you heard me talk about this at length, uh, other uh, former podcast, and then maybe, if, you know, we've, we've spoke before. You've heard me talk about this. I was broke in every imaginable way, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Now that I've gotten my ego in check, and somebody say, well, ego, uh, if you don't have much of an ego, you don't have much confidence. No, you've you got to believe in yourself. you got to have confidence. But when your ego surpasses the humility line, Boy, that's when you're in trouble. Humility is, once again, identifying you don't know everything and do what you can to learn. But it all starts with an open mind, an empty cup, as we like to say in the martial arts. Your cup is empty. An empty cup, for those that are unaware, if you've got a cup of water and it's full, can you add any more water to it? No, it's just going to splash out. You have to empty the cup, which is essential like your mind. You have to empty your mind, clear your mind of thought in order to implant the seeds, we'll get back to the seed, <laughs> seed story here, and plant the positive seeds that you want. So if your mind's full of garbage, it's full of weeds, full of rubbish, <laughs> you're going to have to till that up, get those weeds out, do a little yard work, so to speak, before you can plant those positive seeds. So I didn't really plan on going. That, that's an, I'm a, Yeah, I'm going to use that from now on. That came right off the, the cuff there. But the whole thing about emptying your cup is if your cup's full of water, you obviously can't pour more into it. You have to dump it out. So if your mind is full... And I just threw the weeds thing at you there. And you got to 
cultivate the land there. You got to empty your mind in order to fill it with knowledge. So anyway, humility is number one. And uh, the uh, principles are humility, courtesy, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, perseverance. Now, perseverance is the bottom one, the last one, if you will, kind of the, the bookends are humility and perseverance because perseverance is all about not if, but when, excuse me, when life knocks you down, having the, the fortitude to get right back up, to overcome those adverse challenges, to battle through adversity, to believe in yourself, to get back up and take another shot if that's what it takes. And that's what perseverance is all about. And it's not if we get knocked down. We know life's going to kick our butts. It's when it knocks us down to get back up. And some challenges are harder than others. They are. But the message I gave to the kids last night, I've been on this little kick lately, and I kind of picked this up from, uh, I guess, two of my mentors, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar and uh, Professor Brandon Beliso. And it's all about every single day we're working one of two muscles. One of two muscles. And I threw this at the kids or last night at class, and I said, what do you think those two muscles are? And the kids were excited because they, they remembered we talked about biceps and triceps and pecs and deltoids and are throwing those at me. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. I'm glad you remember those. Yeah, but that's not it. <laughs> it was like it was one of those, hey, great job, but you're wrong. Yeah. Oh, no. The, uh, the muscles I'm talking about that we're working every day, we're either working on our perseverance muscles, the ability to battle through adversity, battle through challenges, overcome setbacks, or... We're working on our quitting muscles, giving in, giving up, saying it's too tough, not wanting to go any further because we had a setback. Every single day we're working on those two muscles. And whichever one we feed, so to speak, whichever one we work the most is the one that's going to win. So if we continue to battle through, and I, and I get it, man. Some days you feel like, and let me tell you, today, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm motivated and inspired. I, I'm created the, I created, no, I broke. That's what I did. The cardinal sin today. I was up by six, did a little bit, not a whole lot, and I said, you know what, I'm kind of tired, and I let my mind talk me into it. I was up pretty late last night, about 2, 2.30, working on some different things, and I was all jacked up too because, uh, not on Mountain Dew, but I was seriously jacked up. I uh, delivered three just rock star assemblies, uh, had a pretty good little workout, went to the academy, and taught a uh, better part of four classes. We have eight classes, um, but I was on the front mat, and I bounced back and forth. But a good chunk of four different classes and then worked on some standard self-defense with my buddy Austin, you know, my son. Holy cow. So, and then I did a Facebook Live video, and I was just pumped. Got home, was taking some notes, and watched a little bit on the History Channel when I ate dinner way too late. But what happened was this morning, I get up, and I'm like, yeah, you know what, man. I've only gotten four, three and a half, four hours of sleep. I probably need to lay down for a little bit. Now, granted, I should get more sleep than that. But my point is, I let my mind take over and convince me that, you know what, it's okay. Go ahead and lay back down. And not that that's a bad thing, but what ended up happening? I dozed off until like nine o'clock. <laughs> and, and I wake up and I'm like, oh gosh. So those couple extra hours of sleep. For the next two hours, I was running around like a maniac trying to you know, catch my tail, so to speak, because I was late for this. I was actually late for the podcast, and I had to get these things done. I had to put a few uh, assignments that I was going to do before I came to the podcast off, and then this afternoon, I'm going to do a speech. I've got the gym to go to. So, yes, I'm glad I was able to get a little more rest, but the panic <laughs> and the stress it's caused, it definitely wasn't worth it. And it's, it's crazy. I know that. You know that. 
But yet, if you're anything like me, you find yourself doing that because you allow the mind to trick you and say, hey, man, you only had about three and a half hours of sleep. You need to rest some more. Yeah, I should have gotten more sleep. But my point is, if I wouldn't have let those weeds pop up, that probably that thought, I wouldn't have thought, man, I am tired. I only got three and a half hours of sleep. If I just would have went with it, I probably could have blocked that out and went on with my day and maybe taken a nap in the afternoon if it if the time presented itself. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm just saying I allowed those weeds to pop up in the garden. And before you know it, it was, you know, smacking me around. So there you go. Cardinal sin today. I went back to bed. Uh, oh, well. I guess it happens. I'm here. I'm inspiring, motivating you, trying to plant the right seeds. And I tell you, the reason I talk about these things is because I need to hear them the most. (laughs) So the things I talk about on the podcast are the things that I need to listen to. And I I listen to every one of my podcasts because I want to continue to get better at uh, how I tell the stories, how I deliver the messages. And I watch countless YouTube videos on how to tell stories, how to be a better speecher, going to conferences, because I absolutely, I want to do everything I can to become my very best, to deliver the best content and the best message to you, because I know how sacred time is. The most sacred commodity is time. And you heard me say it before, you can always make more money, but you can never make more time, ever, ever. Once it's gone, it's gone. And from the bottom of my heart, the fact that you take time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast, to share this podcast with others, to uh, throw comments and feedback my way, man, I'm grateful. I'm eternally grateful from the bottom of my heart because I know how sacred time is. And for that gratefulness, I'm going to continue doing everything I can to bring you the best content, the best message, the best guest, and we have guests on the show so we can do everything we can to plant those positive seeds for your future. Yeah. We're going to continue cultivating the land, cultivating your mind so you can live your best boom kick in life. All right. So, man, I covered the globe there with a few different things, but the biggest thing kind of tied into, and that's going to be the theme of this uh, whole podcast there, planting the right seeds and uh, obviously doing the right thing, but realizing that if you don't plant the seeds of positivity, you're not going to get the positive results. You got to plant the positive seeds. And if you plant negativity in your mind, you, you can't be surprised if in the future, as you move forward tomorrow, the next day, and the next day, you, you, you have negative, more negative seeds or weeds popping up in your mind, and you attract more negativity. You got to realize that if you plant an apple or you you plant apple seeds, you're not getting an orange tree. If you plant negativity, you're not getting positivity. And I know some of you say, "Well, it's easier said than done." Yes, I know. Anything, everything in life is easier said than done, but you got to cultivate it. Got to plant the right seeds. And I'm telling you, it just starts off with one simple change, one simple mindset shift. On Facebook, when you're looking through it, stop clicking on all the negative garbage and bull crap. And what I mean by that, all that political nonsense, because the country is so divided right now, you got people extremists on both sides, and they're the ones that are yelling the loudest. And of course, what's getting the most media are those knuckleheads on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Am I calling you a knucklehead? Yeah, I'm calling both sides that are extremists to the left and right knuckleheads because you're not doing anything to bridge the gap. You're just dividing the gap. Now, I don't want to get into a big political discussion, but obviously when you continue to fight back and forth and you have no resolution, sort of like, what are you planting? You're planting ugliness. You're planting hatred. You're not planting seeds of growth, seeds of positivity. And I know both sides think they're winning here, but Wow, wow, wow. Come on now. Let's have some common ground. But that's that's all I'm going to say about that because I, I do not, and I guess the whole point, mine, but see, there it is, right there, right there. I start talking about it, and what happens? I get a little frustrated. 
Before you know it, I'm probably clicking on one of those doggone links on you, or, uh, well, YouTube or Facebook. Anyway, and what happens? That's planting a negative seed right there. And that's how quick, and I didn't plan that, by the way. That just happened. <laughs> that was not in my notes. But uh, uh, I guess it should have been about planting the wrong seeds. But that's how quickly it happens. That's how quickly it happens. So my advice is don't click on those links. Let that stuff go. And Facebook has in all their genius out there with how they know what you want to read. That's kind of like the reticular activating system. What you focus on magnifies. If you click on something political or some garbage that's out there, it's going to trigger that to say, hey, he likes this. Let's, let's, uh, let's give him more of that stuff. Same thing happens when you click on positive thoughts. Same, same thing happens when you click on positive posts. You're going to start f- filling your news re- feed. Yeah, that's what it's called, news feed, with, with positivity. Now, there's a lot of, if you've, if you've been clicking on garbage for years, I'll tell you what, you've got some serious weeds in that garden. You're going to have to dig, 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 and it's going to take a while, and you're going to want to give up. That's just how it is. And also, uh, with that, like I said, you, oh, you know what, I'm just going to click on this one. Bang. Yeah, all that hard work, you just killed your crop, so to speak. So be very, very careful of that, and that's just how that works. What you plant, what you cultivate, is what you're gonna, you know, what you're gonna reap. That's what you're gonna get in return. Easier said than done, but that's the whole message of the podcast. Um, the the other thing that kind of ties in as we kind of wrap things up here is something I say to the kids all the time. Matter of fact, my Facebook Live video was all about this. So if if you haven't, well, number one, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so. Please share this podcast and others with friends. That's the only way to kind of help our tribe grow, our tribe of positive thinkers, our tribe of uh, planting the right seeds for the future to help us become our very best and live our best kick in life. And that is that have a little to do with martial arts? Well, yeah, being a martial artist for 40 years, yes, it's a kick in the tail we need. But it's pretty much saying, instead of saying live your best life, which is great, I, I say that too, but it's your best kick in life. How's that sound? Because you're kicking life's butt because you're living the life you want to live. You're being the person you want to be. And you're reaping the benefits of everything that you've cultivated, everything you've sown. That's what it's all about. But um, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And also, if you haven't liked me on Facebook, I've got three pages. I've got the Rich Grogan page, which is my personal page, the Kickin' Life Guru page, which is continuing to grow. Thank you so much for that. And the Grogan's Martial Arts page. Every single post, every single day is nothing but nothing but nothing but nothing but positive seeds, positivity inspiration, motivation, and on the martial arts page, we're showing kids, you know, battling through, succeeding, board breaking, getting their next belt, but also we show the other, you know, when they maybe didn't um, put forth their very best, showing how they battle through and become better, and that ties into the saying that literally, we pound this in the students' heads because I want this to be their number one seed of growth, if you will. If you do your best, I promise you'll be your very best, and you know, I end every podcast, every blog, every uh, vlog, it's a video blog, right? (laughs) Every speech with that message. If you do your best, I promise you'll be your very best. And I mean that. And then on the other side of it, I say, and if you don't, you won't. And it's pretty much as simple as that. You do your absolute very best, regardless what it is, regardless what it is, you do your best, you're going to become your best. It's just, that's, that's how it is. It's even more of a guarantee than planting a crop, right? 
because you could have the crop <laughs> destroyed by a uh, hailstorm or something. But this is all about planting. This is like you've got your, your crop, if you will, indoors. So the elements, you've got the sunshine that you want, but the elements there are in a controlled environment. Do your best, and I promise you'll become your best. But if you don't, you won't. You know, if you don't, if you plant onions, you can't expect to get strawberries. Yeah, that's as simple as that. So anyway, we talked a lot about planting the seeds. Please subscribe, as I mentioned. Please share this. And um, we're going to leave you with that. What you cultivate, what you reap, or what you sow. I don't want to keep messing that up, man. What you sow <laughs> is what you reap. you got to have one without the other. And, of course, we know that it's not going to happen instantaneously. It's not going to happen overnight. It does take time, and there's going to be every opportunity for you just to say, you know what, I'm giving up. I can't do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Believe in yourself. Believe that the seeds you're planting are going to harvest into the most beautiful crop you can imagine, which is your mind, your heart, your soul, you, and the legacy you want to live behind. And that's, that's what it's all about leaving behind a legacy, planting the seeds. You pass these things on to your kids, your grandkids, and, of course, they continue to grow, and that's how we make a major impact in society. That's how we help people live their best kick in life, and that's how we make, you know, that's how you live your best kick in life, knowing that you contributed to something positive. Okay, that's all I got for you. Wow. So guess how I'm going to end this podcast? Think about it. Like I end every one. Come on. <laughs> you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Thank you so very much for your time. And I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.